0: Today in the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the book of the prophet Jeremiah. We're in chapter 32, and 32 is part of what we discussed last time, picking up in chapter 30, and it's from chapter 30, verse 1, through chapter 33, verse 26, which is called Jeremiah's Book of Consolation. And so here we are in chapter 32, which is when he ends up in the courtyard, basically, of the royal palace in confinement, basically in prison. While he's there, uh, he buys a field. So it says, as the title of this chapter, Jeremiah buys a field. And it says, this is the word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah in the 10th year of Zedekiah, king of Judah. So this is going to be in about 587 BC. And that same year, it says, was the 18th year of King Nebuchadnezzar. So it says, the army of the king of Babylon was then besieging Jerusalem, and Jeremiah the prophet was confined in the courtyard of the guard in the royal palace of Judah. Now Zedekiah, king of Judah, had imprisoned him there, saying, Why do you prophesy as you do? You say, This is what the Lord says. I'm about to hand this city over to the king of Babylon, and he will capture it. Zedekiah, king of Judah, will not escape out of the hands of the Babylonians, but will certainly be handed over to the king of Babylon. And will speak with him face to face and see him with his own eyes. He will take Zedekiah to Babylon, where he will remain until I will deal with him, declares the Lord. If you fight against the Babylonians, you will not succeed. And so Zedekiah was quoting the word of the Lord coming through Jeremiah. Jeremiah says, the word of the Lord came to me. Hanamal son of Shalom, your uncle, is going to come to you and say, buy my field at Anathoth because as nearest relative, it is your right and duty to buy it. Then, just as the Lord had said, My cousin, Hanamel, came to me in the courtyard of the guard and said, Buy my field at Anathoth, in the territory of Benjamin, since it is your right to redeem it and possess it, buy it yourself. Jeremiah says, I knew that this was the word of the Lord, so I bought the field at Anathoth from my cousin and weighed out for him seventeen shekels of silver. I signed and sealed the deed, had it witnessed, and weighed out the silver on the scales. I took the deed of purchase, the sealed copy containing the terms and conditions, as well as the unsealed copy, and I gave this deed to Baruch, son of Neriah, son of Masaiah, in the presence of my cousin Hannah Mallon, of the witnesses who had signed the deed, and of all the Jews sitting in the courtyard of the guard. In their presence I gave Baruch these instructions— This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Take these documents, both the sealed and unsealed copies of the deed of purchase, and put them in a clay jar so they will last a long time. For this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Houses, fields, and vineyards will again be bought in this land. So in this passage, we met Jeremiah's friend Baruch. His name means blessed by the Lord and he's actually known as Jeremiah's faithful secretary and friend and the next thing we get is the prophetic foreshadowing of restoration in it, that the lord has jeremiah by this field knowing that there will be a time when either he or his descendants can come back to their land and reclaim it then picking up in verse 16 this is jeremiah's prayer and it is indented it says, after I had given the deed of purchase to Baruch, I prayed to the Lord. And then it says, O oh, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. You show love to thousands, but bring the punishment for the father's sins into the laps of their children after them. O oh, great and powerful God, whose name is the Lord Almighty. Great are your purposes and mighty are your deeds. Your eyes are open to all the ways of men. You reward everyone according to his conduct and as his deeds deserve. You performed miraculous signs and wonders in Egypt and have continued them to this day, both in Israel and among all mankind, and gained the renown that is still yours. You brought your people Israel out of Egypt with signs and wonders, by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, and with great terror. You gave them this land you had sworn to give their forefathers, a land flowing with milk and honey. They came in and took possession of it, but they did not obey you or follow your law. They did not do what you commanded them to do, so you brought all this disaster upon them. See how the siege ramps are built up to take the city. Because of the sword, famine, and plague, the city will be handed over to the Babylonians who are attacking it. What you said has happened. As you now see, and though the city will be handed over to the Babylonians, you, O sovereign Lord, say to me, by the field with silver, and have the transaction witnessed. That was the end of his prayer. So he's recognizing the extremity of this situation and how everything the Lord said would happen is currently happening, and how these people are fixing to be decimated and taken captive and taken into exile but that the Lord would see fit to give him hope, to know that there will be a time of restoration. It says, Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me? Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I am about to hand this city over to the Babylonians and to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, who will capture it. The Babylonians who are attacking this city will come in and set it on fire. They will burn it down along with houses where the people provoked me to anger by burning incense on the roofs to Baal and by pouring out drink offerings to other gods. The people of Israel and Judah have done nothing but evil in my sight from their youth. Indeed, the people of Israel have done nothing but provoke me with what their hands have made, declares the Lord. The Lord goes on to talk about all of the evil they have done and all of the practices they have participated in including defiling the house that bears the Lord's name, including building high places for Baal in the valley of Ben-Hanam to sacrifice their sons and daughters to Malek. It says he cannot understand or why it would even enter their mind because it did not enter his that they should do such a detestable thing. It says, you are saying about this city by the sword, famine, and plague, it will be handed over to the king of Babylon. But this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. I will surely gather them from all lands where I banish them in my furious anger and great wrath. And I will bring them back to this place and let them live in safety. They will be my people and I will be their God. I will give them singleness of heart and action so that they will always fear me for their own good and the good of their children after them. I will make an everlasting covenant with them. I will never stop doing good to them and I will inspire them to fear me so that they will never turn away from me. I will rejoice in doing them good and will assuredly plant them in this land with all my heart and soul. This is what the Lord says, as I have brought all this great calamity on this people, so I will give them all the prosperity I've promised them. Once more, fields will be bought in this land it ends by saying, I will restore their fortunes, declares the Lord. Then moving on to chapter 33, which is the completion of the portion of this book that is known as the book of consolation by Jeremiah. It says, while Jeremiah was still confined in the courtyard of the guard, the word of the Lord came to him a second time. This is what the Lord says. He who made the earth, the Lord who formed it and established it, the Lord is his name. Call to me, And I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. The Lord goes on to say that even though there is destruction all around right now, it says, nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to this land. I will heal my people and will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. I will bring Judah and Israel back from captivity and will rebuild them as they were before. I will cleanse them from all the sin they have committed against me and will forgive them all of their sin and rebellion against me. Then this city will bring me renown, joy, praise, and honor before all nations on earth that hear of all the good things I do for it, and they will be in awe and will tremble at the abundant prosperity and peace I provide for it. Again, the Lord talks about it being a place that is desolate and how it will be turned into a place of joy and gladness. And then it says, quoting Deuteronomy chapter 30, give thanks to the Lord Almighty, for the Lord is good. His love endures forever. It says, for I will restore the fortunes of the land as they were before, says the Lord. In this place, desolate and without men or animals will be restored to flocks, again, passing under the hand of the one who counts them. It says, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the gracious promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. And of course, this is talking about Jesus and the B in branch is capitalized. And this is repeated from Jeremiah chapter 23. In those days, the Lord will raise up a branch. That comes from David's line, he will do what is just and what is right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name by which it will be called, the Lord, our righteousness. For this is what the Lord says, David will never fail to have a man to sit on the throne of the house of Israel, nor will the priests who are Levites ever fail to have a man to stand before me continually, to offer burnt offerings, to burn grain offerings and to present sacrifices. The chapter ends by the Lord telling Jeremiah that it looks to other people as though the Lord has rejected the two kingdoms that he chose. But the Lord says, if I have not established my covenant with day and night and fixed the laws of heaven and earth, then I will reject the descendants of Jacob and David, my servant. Basically, what he's saying is, I will not reject them. Only if I were not the one who created day and night, and heaven and earth. Would I reject them? And that ends chapter 33. We will pick up next time in the book of Jeremiah in chapter 34.